0: Sullivan testing the Portuguese. You know, I like to be fit and healthy, so the best way I know is to just get out there and run. Running was an outlet for me to, I guess, feel good about myself and, and take out some of the angers that were going on in my life.
1: Sonny O'Sullivan is going to take the
0: world title back to Ireland. One of the keys to like maintaining your brain mass is pushing past that comfortable zone physically, you know, exercise-wise.
2: Hello and welcome to another episode of An Irishman Running Abroad with me, Jarlath Regan, here in London, and Sonia Sullivan, the greatest Irish track and field star of all time over in the States. Well, they say that all good running plans should include an easy week every three to five weeks. Now, the reasons for that are obvious. You have to rest, but what should an easy week look like? And surely our overall fitness will be diminished by having one. I'll be asking Sonia all about how to design your best easy week possible to reap the most benefits possible from that downtime. And later on, we will announce the two winners of our half marathon challenge. Two weeks ago, Sonia came up with the idea of me running my first ever half marathon in Antrim on August 28th. But rather than doing it alone, she suggested that you guys do it with me. Two lucky listeners. We'll get one-to-one coaching from Sonia and go to the Antrim Coast Half Marathon with me. So many people submitted, Sonia. It's is—it's really funny. So many of them were heartbreaking, emotional, moving emails about running and their lives. We basically spent two weeks whittling this down and getting it down to the final two. That uh, It seems harsh not to bring everybody with us, doesn't it? I think we have a workaround, though.
0: Yeah, I think, um, you know, we, we'll have to pick two people who we'll kind of, I suppose, communicate directly with each week. But then all that communication will be open for others to join in as well and to follow along. Mm. And so hopefully we have decided two people who will kind of align with the majority of people. Yeah. And you can pick a side who you're with. So it's <laughs> yeah. a bit like having a, a team leader and uh, and you're the team. Hmm. who will be all out there uh, joining in and all doing similar training programs or, Hmm. you know, versions of it because everybody can't do the same thing, but they can definitely do versions of it and it might be very different to what many people are used to.
2: Yeah, and so I would say that one of these people that we're going to meet later on is kind of more of a beginner. Uh, I don't know if I, I guess I am in the beginner category. Uh, Then one of the chosen people is more advanced, but how do we assess where we're at? You sent me a little note on this, because if people are coming on this with us and you're listening to this now, uh, fairly confident that you never win anything, <laughs> that it won't be you that's picked. Uh, what Before we get into it in a few weeks time, when it starts two weeks from now, how can a person look at what their running is right now and assess where they're at?
0: Well, there's, there's a couple of weeks to kind of, I suppose, figure out where you're at right now. And that's the most important thing is to work out your current fitness and I suppose your current level of running. Uh, It doesn't really matter what you've done before, um, except that maybe it'll give you a bit of confidence of what you can do in the future um, if you put your mind to it and you do a bit of work. And so I think the key thing is we need to know the current fitness. And in order to do that in the next couple of weeks, people may need to get out there and maybe run a park run. Mm Mm-hmm. Or some local event that will, you know, give them a distance and a time. Yeah. And then we'll be able to use that as a guide to determine the different training paces for the different types of runs. So for your long run, your easy run, your threshold run, and then your intervals, then you can know what pace you're supposed to aim for. And this this is not related to the final time. It's related to where you're at right now.
2: Yeah, so we we won't know yet where your target is, but we'll know where the beginning is.
0: Yeah, and what we need to also know, so we can write all this down, and everybody can write it down for themselves, and it's kind of a nice little, I suppose, informative task for everybody to do because often people say, oh, yeah, I run so many days a week, and I run about this much, but they don't write it down, Mm. so they think. But if you write it down, you may run more or you may run less. You know, because often what you do is what you remember from the past week. So we need to know how many days per week you might be running, how many kilometres or miles that you're covering each week and the current longest run that you do. Mm.
2: Now, in my case, the the long run I do every Sunday is about 10 miles and the longest I've ever done is uh, 22 kilometres. So I'm going to be really honest with this and I think that's really important too, isn't it? That if you're writing this down don't, don't try and cod yourself, be really real with, you know, what your PB is and where, where you are now, because, you know, if you aren't, then there's the possibility of getting this wrong and getting injured, isn't there?
0: Yeah, I mean, you don't want to start off too fast. We have a good 10 weeks to get ready for this. So over the next two weeks, you can make, you can kind of get yourself a bit more in a more structured, regular routine. So, that you're ready to start a plan Mm. in two weeks' time. And it's not going to be straight in and running loads. It's going to build up gradually over the 10 weeks so that where you start will be very different to where you finish if you take your time and you don't rush along too much. And then we also will be, most people will be aiming for a target time that they hope to finish in. Mm. And, you know, we have to make that as realistic as possible and achievable as possible. And then you. By doing that, then you might surprise yourself.
2: So these plans that uh, you will prepare once we get to June 20th, our starting date, will be available to you, the listeners, to follow along with. The two people that win will, of course, have a more specific situation for themselves and we'll have the catch ups with them. But I guess we'll have the advanced, intermediate and beginner plan in general in and available in the episode notes that accompany each episode. If you don't already know this, there's a full length version of my conversation with Sonia each week with some. Sometimes a further 40 minutes of chat and deep dive discussion into what we're talking about in the specific week. They are accompanied by detailed episode notes, which are very slick and fancy and have a lot more information. And this, for the next 10 weeks, will feature these plans. So all you need to do to get access to those is to go to patreon.com forward slash Irishmanabroad and join up. And then you're in. All the old Sonia episodes dating right back to the middle of lockdown will suddenly swing open and be available to you in their full form but to start with Sonia, let's talk about your week you seem to have had an extremely busy week so have i hence the need for a down week this week tell us what you've been up to
0: um i was offered a couple of tickets from the irish network portland who've been very good to me and very kind very helpful with lots of things since i've been out here in portland and, um, yeah, a few tickets came up to go to see the Portland Torns, they're called. It's the women's football team. And they were playing against the LA Angel City team from Los Angeles. And it was in this, ma- this amazing stadium, what's it called? Providence Park, which I'd never mean to be before. I'd been past a few times on the, on the tram and driven past a couple of times. And they've got this massive art sculpture outside. Which is on the face, and it's really cool. I know there's something about big stadiums and going in to see, you know, what's it like inside there. It actually looks really like one of those kind of bullring type stadiums. Yeah, Colosseum type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really nice stadium. So yeah, so we got. I managed to get four tickets for there. So I, when I first got offered anything, yeah, know, I wouldn't mind to go there. And then I was wondering who would we take. And um, so Pete Julian, our head coach, he had his son in town, so I kind of thought oh, maybe he'd like to go. And they thought, oh, yeah, that would be nice. uh, But it was pouring rain, you know. So he's Mm. like, well, maybe we can get seats undercover. And I'm thinking, well, we get whatever seats we get, we get. (laughs) (laughs) And we have to go with it. You know, you can't be, beggars can't be choosers here. (laughs) We take what we get. But we actually ended up with very nice tickets. And we were right on the edge of the roof because they were so good, these tickets. I think it's a funny thing in these stadiums. Sometimes the better the tickets you have. If it rains, they can be the worst tickets. We were just on the edge and we could move over a little bit so that we weren't getting the rain coming in from the side. And the um, the Portland Thorns, they won. And so Portland is, it's known as the Rose City. So I think that's why they were called the Thorns. Very nice. And they won 3-0. So it was very exciting to, you know, have three goals going in. And um, yeah, that set up for a nice weekend. And then Park Run on Saturday, of course, went out there. I I don't always look forward to this park run because it's not an easy park run. Yeah, it looks like it's
2: straight out and straight back. Is that right?
0: It pretty much is. You do a little bit of a dog leg around a tree to make up the distance. So I think part of this bike path, it goes between two roads. And in order to make up, so because you park run, generally, I think you're not supposed to cross any major roads and keep everybody safe. And it just makes it easier for the volunteers if you don't have to hold up the traffic so yeah you go out and you run around a tree <laughs> and it's very undulating it's right. like a roller coaster okay and it's primarily uphill on the way out <laughs>
2: Oh, no, go- no crack. Whereas the opposite is the case here in St Albans. You're kind of shot out of a cannon on our uh, one, which people may have seen on my park run on Saturday, where I went out in the first kilometre of three minutes 30. which is the fastest I've ever run a kilometre. Uh, oh, my
0: God. I didn't, I didn't see that. That's it, amazing. I know.
2: But you're downhill. It's literally downhill all the way to the lake. Uh, and your advice to me was to run the first kilometre fast, cruise the first, the middle three and then give it hell for the last one. I would no problem doing the first part of that. But the final final K was a little bit of torture because it's uphill. It's incredible how much of a difference that makes.
0: So you have to come back up the same hill that you flew down at the start.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like you say, a little bit of a chicane there, a bit of a twist and turn. There's a couple of dogs, a few people. It really is a test of whether you can break 20 for 5k if you can do it for park run. Uh, so I came pretty close. I think they clocked me at 20.10 and Strava said 20.05. But I was delighted with myself. And I think it was part of me that started to think, I get scared at that point. I don't know about you. What precipitated you thinking about down weeks? But certainly when I, I can feel in my body now after nearly two years of running, when my body is going, you need a little bit of a rest here. Not a complete rest, but you need to wind it back in. Is that normal for me to think that? Do you know the sensation I'm talking about?
0: Yeah, um, I think I probably have a similar feeling myself this week, And oftentimes you have to be reminded of this. Hmm. And I think we all kind of get into this kind of, um, you know, continuation of doing what we're doing and we don't want to break the routine. Mm. So sometimes we forget that we actually get a bit tired. So I I, I definitely have a few aches and pains at the moment. I think when I turned up at the park run the other day, I was hobbling around <laughs> before I got my act together. But again, I had that problem of thinking the park run was at 9.30. Oh, no. And, then, and it was coming up to 8.30 and I still hadn't left the house. And I was thinking, I'm thinking I had loads of time and then realized that, oh, it starts at nine. I've got to get going.
2: Oh, my God, Sonia, that's nothing compared so to what I, I went to. through. Was I, I actually got to the park run, forgot the barcode, had to drive home to get the barcode. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's the point in doing this? <laughs> uh, then loads of listeners told me, sure, you didn't need to bring the barcode at all. You could put it on your phone or you could put it on your watch. And I was like, now you just. But know. I don't think you can. I don't think you can do that. Apparently, you can. There's a Garmin thing now. This might be a revelation for a well, lot of people. It
0: must be a. It must be a new thing because I know, you couldn't always do that.
2: Hmm.
0: Like they wouldn't always accept the barcode. They never accepted the barcode on the phone. Yes. And you had to have the physical one. Must uh, be. But must they be did me. always say they were working. They were working on some technology to have it on your phone.
2: Yeah, well, I so, got told this by yeah. <laughs> nearly everyone I mentioned this panic to. Because there is there anything worse than showing up panicked? I barely got to warm up for this thing. Uh, once once you realized it's on at nine and you haven't left the house at half eight, was your warm up sprinting down there?
0: Uh, no, I just meant that I started. I started off in the shoes that I kept going in. So. Okay. Um, I, I still had to, I got there with 20 minutes to spare, so I was fine.
2: Jeez. And as
0: long as I get 10, if I can get a 10 minute jogging and a few strides, then I'm happy enough. To- <laughs> right. But you it's
2: also just, told you know, me you about, to, yeah. You,
0: do, you don't get to take your time getting ready, you know, you're kind of,
2: Yeah. you have to
0: get out and go, like you're, you're under pressure over time. So there's no hanging around, which is a, never, it's not a bad thing. Maybe. Sometimes it's better because you don't. You don't get to think about it, and for you, the adrenaline must have been massive.
2: Yeah, yeah. like I actually think it helped a tiny bit because there was, there certainly the blood was up <laughs> when I got to the start line. <clears throat> but in terms of getting to this place of what we're talking about today and the importance of a down week, and before we get to the benefits of it, uh, you said that you went to the gym. There was one of these days that you went to the gym, and you sent me. Uh, a list of some of the exercises that you were doing. And I must put this in the notes as well, because it's no wonder you thought I need a down week after all of this. Is it possible sometimes that we can feel the need for a down week when we're overdoing the kind of extra stuff, the cross training outside and that, in fact, we don't need a down week from running, we might need a down week from that extra stuff?
0: Yeah, well, I think the thing with me in the gym was that I actually hadn't done a proper gym session for a long time and I was in the gym with two of the girls Sinclair Johnson and Ella Donahue. and it was Saturday afternoon and we were in the gym by ourselves we had the key to open up our own music on yeah and I kind of figure well I can either stand around here and watch (laughs) because they you know it's the girls they know what they're doing they just go through the program Um, or I can join in and then you learn a bit more when you join in sometimes too of course, you actually get get to understand, you know, why you're doing certain exercises and why the athletes are doing certain exercises, how it helps them um, when they come to training and racing. And um, yeah, so it was quite good fun to do it, but it definitely was hard work. But I think a lot of it was because I hadn't done it for such a long time. And it's you get that kind of feeling, that totally empty feeling when you're finished because it just took forever. It took an hour and a half.
2: To, just to get through the epi- the exercises, I nearly call them episodes, oh, yeah. but I'd say yeah. these felt yeah. like episodes. Side-lying <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> rollbacks, side-lying quad pulls, million-dollar stretches, slide and reach, slide and rotate. <laughs> I'm going down through it. This list is long, including butterfly clams, rose rotations, uh, plyo box. So uh, you'll need a bit of equipment to do this. Well, if
0: actually, I, I, I When it comes to the jumping, I, I kind of pull out and I'm like, no, that's enough <Yeah, yeah. laughs> now. You're
2: on your own there. But if people want to give uh, Sonia's yeah. workout a go, I will post it in the notes. And I'm going to give it a blast this week. If if this is a down week for me, uh, I'm going to give it a, a go. We're going to talk about what this down week should look like. What, exactly how much should you cut your mileage back and whether down week should actually involve some couch time in a little bit. But before all that... Boy, oh boy, do we have a trip around the parishes to do. I mean, such a busy weekend for running, Sonia, not least for your county men and women with the Cork City Marathon and Half Marathon. It looked like a really wet one.
0: It did look pretty wet. What I always find amazing is when, you know, I'm here... I'm Portland, Oregon, and it's absolutely belting down rain outside. And then you message somebody in Ireland or in England and they're having the exact same rain and you think, how is this? You know, <laughs> is this a worldwide downpour? Yeah.
2: It did feel like and everyone it, got rained it, on this weekend, didn't it?
0: Yeah, it was everywhere. And uh, and yes, the Cork City Marathon, I've actually ran that one time. Um, I ran half of it, I think, in the rain one time. And when you run the Cork and when it's wet, it's really wet. Mm. Especially out around Black Rock. On the, you're running on the old railway line out there. And you're running beside the water. And, you know, you just soak right through. So you just have to accept it and go with it. <laughs> yeah.
2: did, you, did you want to give um, but, a shout out it, to anyone in particular who ran it?
0: Well, somebody who ran was... Um, Sinead DeBarra who is um, the daughter of Mary DeBarra who is a good friend of the show oh yeah and she she ran her first half marathon when I was at home recently she had joined the local training group and Mary's the coach down there and they were doing all their reps on the waterfront Um, but yeah she got out there she ran the half marathon in just under two hours and Mary was her what she described as very patient pacemaker (laughs) so I'd say well done to Mary for her patience which we know she has the patience of a saint and Sinead for getting around there in under two hours Uh, no doubt she'll be eyeing up a marathon next
2: absolutely maybe she'll be coming on this uh, half marathon journey with us I want to give a shout I, I actually asked in the group who who thinks they deserve a shout out? A ream of names came in. Uh, Evelyn Scanlon, Angela McCann, Nicola Mansell, uh, uh, Alan Mahi, Finbar-Lahan, Michelle Guiney, Lauren O'Sullivan. One that really stands out. Susan Morrison said, I deserve a shout out. <laughs> she said, it's my 75th. <laughs> yeah, she, And why not? Her 75th marathon medal in Kilkenny on Saturday with my arm in plaster after breaking it down a trail marathon in the Burren last weekend. But thankfully, it was my legs. So very slowly I ran around on Saturday, followed by Cork half marathon on Sunday. This woman's a machine. She did she did this on Saturday and then went to Cork on Sunday. I've closed my Strava account as I find it makes you very competitive and I run for enjoyment more than anything else. There's a lesson there for everybody, a topic you might want to discuss on the podcast. I mean, that's a very good point, Susan, but congratulations to you. Dave Travis as well. My daughter, he says, Roisin Travis, completed her first marathon in Cork yesterday wearing her sanctuary runner's vest and raising almost 1,000 euros to support the Ukrainian children. In Ennis Educate Together National School. What a cool one that is. Fair play to you, Roisin Travis. Any more on your side, Sonia?
0: Um, you sent me somebody now. You need to remember them for right. me. <laughs> who did you send me?
2: Yes. Uh, you
0: said, Did you see this? This girl who she had an accident. Yes. And she never taught, and she had an accident while she was training for the Cork City Marathon.
2: Yes. Do you have her name? Yeah, Olivia Keating. She was knocked over by a car and left for dead in a ditch in 2016 while training for Cork, and she ran it with Dr. Jason Vanderveld of uh, the West Cork Runners, and he helped. He is one of the people who helped to save her life. Uh, But what a story, Sonia.
0: Oh, fantastic. And, you know, they were out there raising money for people for volunteers who make all these events possible and people who, you know, give up their time on marathon days and half marathon days and they ensure the safety of the runners out on the course and look after them, you know, for for hours after a lot of people have gone home.
2: Absolutely amazing. I want to shout out to Courtney Maguire, who also ran it. Uh, It ran the half in an hour and 19, which is a brilliant time. My old friend Paddy Booth. Now, this is a story. This man was struck down with COVID and was in isolation three days before the marathon and then managed to get out there and run it and still... Come in in under four hours. What an annoying human being that is for anybody who's struggling to get under four. He could do it basically still suffering from COVID. Angela McCann, uh, Evelyn Scanlon-Barrett, so many more people. Peter Allen. I mean, people really a huge turnout, clearly. Uh, Is it it dangerous running a marathon like that in that kind of wet? on you? I'd imagine there's a good chance you can come a cropper.
0: Uh, well you can get pretty cold is the thing if the rain is cold rain
2: yeah so
0: you do have to keep moving um, but no for most people it's fine you know you just have to put the head down and keep going and and rain you know it's um there's plenty of oxygen in the rain it's not I think with the rain it's your attitude to the rain more than you know I suppose if you if you are not happy about it, then it's going to throw you a little bit but if yeah. you just accept it and then you kind of think okay well I've got to make the best of this, and everybody else is out there making the best of it um, Tim O'Donohue, he is from East Cork um, he ran 218 won the race and, and broke the course record wow <laughs> so there's plenty there's plenty of people of examples of people running in all different kind of conditions and being mm. successful so you know there's there's no such thing as bad weather. It's just how you accept it and your attitude towards the weather, I think, and you just embrace it like hills and, you know, you just get, get over that. it and, yeah, you know, that's it. And so that's one of the reasons why oftentimes when people are training and they say, oh, I'll wait till the rain clears or I'll do it tomorrow. But sometimes you're better off just sticking to the plan in the day as it is and do the best that you can with, because you don't know if the race is on on a day like that, they're not going to very easily postpone it or put it on a different day.
2: Aaron Mullen is another man who ran with it. Uh, he completed the half in a time of one hour twenty six, which is just like, like that boggles my mind when I think about the possibilities for my own half. That's an insane pace running at a four pace for that length of time. Really shout out to Aaron and everybody if we didn't get to you this week in around the parishes we'll get you another time but uh, just inundated with messages this week congratulations to everyone wherever you were running and don't hesitate to submit someone you think deserves a shout out in around the parishes next week. Well Sonia before we get to announce these winners the two people that are going to come on this journey with us let's talk a little bit about You know, the point of this down week when you say, oh, I need a down week. There's a lot of, you know, scientific thought around this. And one word that keeps coming up when I read about it is absorbing the training. Now, what once and for all, what the hell does that mean? Well,
0: the thing is that training is like really kind of wearing your body down. Right. And so there's a lot of wear and tear with the training and the accumulation of training. So every now and then you have to ask yourself the question, why am I doing all this training? What's the purpose of it? And oftentimes it's okay to get to a race or a challenge that you set yourself. Um, So you have to work out a way of how to get there in the best possible shape. Mm. And every now and then you do have to absorb the training. So you have to let your body heal a little bit. Okay. And by healing... You know, it doesn't mean to sit on the couch and do nothing. But you can just kind of maybe not be so under pressure in the morning. Like a lot of people, I'm sure, do their runs before work in the morning or they may come home from work in the evening and they've got to go straight out the door. And I think just to give yourself a little bit of extra relaxation time and not always be under so much pressure. Mm, And it's a strange thing because... It's hard for people to accept this because you're in such a routine and if you're keeping a diary you're writing it all down and you just want to keep it up because yeah. you know we all think more is better and you're going to lose a bit of fitness but oftentimes you don't and you just need to replenish the body because there's so much wear and tear on the body mentally physically nutritionally everything um you know all the training that you do So if you just step back and say, okay, I'm going to take a time out here and I'm going to be a bit more measured in my approach this week. And I'm just going to do things because I want to do it. And it's no harm going to your local club for a track session because it's fun and sociable and it's light, you know, so that there's no problem doing something like that, but you don't probably have to push it as much with the long run, with the, easy runs having to feel like you have to back it up and like I always feel on my Strava I have it in there I think my kind of target for the week is 60 just over 60 kilometers whatever it is it comes out to about 40 miles and um, every now and then you'll see how many kilometers left to do and I'm always (laughs) in the bats in my head you know how much more do I have to run this week or how much do I have to run on Saturday and how much do I have to do on Sunday and Most times, you know, I think the bulk of the running can come in the weekend. So come Wednesday, I can look very light on and then I play catch up on the weekend. Sure. So then I think I have to relax out of that. So then again, the start of my week is always light. And Mondays, I generally take off from running. Uh, Today, I'm actually going to the swimming pool. We have a couple of athletes who are going to do a bit of pool running. And I don't think they know what proper pool running is, you know. I said to myself, what, what do you normally do? And they're like, i just go in and do some aqua jogging for half an hour. And I'm like, what, like just float around? And, uh, you know, there's, you've got to put in a bit of an effort. And when you do aqua jogging, I don't know, have you ever
2: done aqua jogging? No, but I've, I've seen it being done. What was amazing, Sonia, was the, my dad was obviously a horse trainer. He used to take the horses down to the pool. And it did look like they were properly giving them a workout. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just trot up and down there.
0: So when the horses are in the water, are their feet off the ground?
2: Um, yes. Uh, yeah, they were properly taking them for a swim back then. But I know nowadays mm-hmm. they have an actual treadmill in the water.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, they used to have one of those here um, when I first got here last year. And I think a lot of athletes really liked it because you would go in there and you'd have your running shoes on. And uh, I think it was called AquaWorks or something like that, HydraWorks. Mm. And so it was like going for a run, but because you were in the water, you were kind of elevated or there was a bit of floating going on in there. There was, you know, controls and stuff. So it would give you an idea of what kind of pace you were going and what distance you were going. So I think that's the problem with aqua jogging is that it's a bit ambiguous. Like it doesn't really mean that you're in there and you're, you're powering away as fast as you can. <laughs> You go in nowhere. There's no real measure of it. It's very hard to get your heart rate up. So you have to come up with these workouts and things to try and get your heart rate up. And to, I suppose for a lot of people, it's just a recovery session. If, If it's recovery, then I suppose you can just float around and pretend you're running in there. But if you're trying to maintain fitness, then you really have to put in nearly a bigger effort than if you're going for a run. And I think that's why people dislike it so much is that you're working hard, harder. It seems that you're working harder than if you were just going for an easy run. Yes. But you're really just working harder to get your heart rate up to an elevated level Um that you don't have to work so hard outdoors, but you're getting the impact and the pounding outdoors that you're not getting indoors.
2: Yeah, and you get to see a map at the end of where you went. <laughs> you get to see actual yeah, data of the, ground in, cover, but not in the pool.
0: Not in the swimming pool, no. no. I mean, maybe if you went for an aqua jog in the sea, you might cover yeah, you a bit of ground. Go
2: down a, go down a but, river. But, um, You'd
0: also be freezing. <laughs>
2: well, uh, I, know, I know we have quite a few questions on this down week thing because I think people get it wrong and people do get to a place where what was going to be a down week suddenly ends up being a proper week and that's you know then that's really pointless so after the break we will talk about the do's and don'ts of this and how to actually as Sonia says operate in some form of discipline in your down week so as to reap the biggest possible rewards but now it's time to meet our winners. Now, a little side note before we announce the two winners of our Irishman Running Abroad Half Marathon Challenge. The two people that are going to be the team captains for uh, this 10 week challenge. A huge shout out to everybody that got in touch. Uh, Pamela Schofield, Tom O'Riordan, Jeremy Doyle, Seamus McAteer. Ashling Byrne, Connor Mooney, Killian Gavin, Jack Ryan, Mark Gallagher, uh, Laura Hobbins, Mark O'Dwyer, Gavin Dooley, Michael Kinahan, Tracy Byrne, David Buckley, Rebecca Carolyn, Brendan Dempsey, Fiona Gygax, uh, Peter Howie. And loads more like that's just some of the people that got in touch. We don't want to leave anyone behind. We want you all to stay part of this and come with us on the journey. I uh, will, of course, have, have been have been in touch with all of the people that submitted. And we're going to try and gather you all together to be part of this and train and not get the one to one training that Sonia is going to give our two winners, but to give the best we can to keep you on track to get to this Antrim Coast half marathon. Now, we pick up the phone and we ring our first winner, uh, Ashling in France. Now, Ashling is a mom who finds life extremely difficult and busy. She's done cer- a certain amount of running, not a massive amount, and she is going to give this a whirl and we get a lovely reaction from Ashling. Talk to Joe sure. on 1850, 715 815 Hello,
1: Ashling. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you?
2: I'm not too bad. I've got somebody else on the line here I'd like to talk to you.
1: You've Hi, got Aisling. someone else on the line. Hi Sonia, how's it I'm going? Ju- and this ju- ju- is the most random one day phone call I've ever had.
2: <laughs> well, we have a bit of good news for you, Ashling.
1: Oh fuck off, really? <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's the reaction we wanted
1: (laughs) (laughs) ah really are you serious
2: yeah congratulations Ah. you're the selected Ah, one of the two selected athletes coming with us for the half marathon irishman running abroad challenge how do you feel
1: ah that's class you know i was away with some girlfriends at the weekend in chamonix and i was saying to them over dinner i was like you know, I really
2: want this.
1: Like They were like, just manifest it. It happened. I was like, I really want it. <laughs> oh, that's class.
2: I'm delighted. Uh, well, look, congratulations uh, and thanks for submitting. I know Sonia has uh, discussed on this episode how we're going to assess where people are at. She'll have a few tasks for you, Sonia. What What would be the first task for Ashling this week? Um,
0: so I suppose you need to get a pen and paper And you'll have to write down a few things like where you think your current fitness is at, how much running you're doing, how many days you're running in a week and um, and your longest run that you're doing at the moment. And then we can work with that. It doesn't matter what it is. Don't make anything up. (laughs) You have to be honest. Yeah, well, it's all on my Strava anyway, but like honestly, I'm very much
1: I'm very much just go out the door and run whenever I get the chance and whenever the kids are not there. And Mm. then when the kids are there, I don't. And when they aren't, I do. (laughs) So it depends on how much I've slept And I, like literally, it is, um, yeah, that's why I need a plan.
2: So what age are your kids, Ashton? Because this is one of the reasons why I thought you were perfect was because there's so many listeners who are in the same boat, men and women, who are like, God, if I only had the time trying to organise this for you, Uh, will be a guide for them what age are your kids and exactly how stretched are you three and five oh lord
1: (laughs) yeah two boys three and five so like you know whenever like you know last week there was a ascension on Thursday and then the school had Thursday and Friday off and then the weekend you know I listen to you to you guys and then I'm like long run my ass on a Sunday it's so difficult to get out when they're there Mm. so my long run is on the Monday when they're when they're gone Um. So I'm I'm just juggling around. Yeah, they're small, so like they you, you literally have to be with them. Um. So so yeah yeah. So yeah. It's, it's working around around them. But I said to my husband, I said to my husband, I was like, I saw your your um your uh Instagram post, and I actually was like, how many girls are there in that now? You put the names up, and I was like, one, two, three, four. I was like, okay, there's a five girls that I'm competing against so, <laughs> <laughs> And I said to my husband, I was like. If if I get this, you have to help me. So he was like, I will, I
2: promise, I will. Mm. So,
1: you're delighted. Oh,
2: brilliant. Well, look, Sonia's already explained earlier in the show that you won't just be on your own here, Ashling. You will kind of be the team leader. To an extent for all those girls that were mentioned, all those people that are coming on this journey with us to the Antrim Coast half marathon, that if you identify with Ashling's situation, her story and her uh, fitness level, uh, you follow her and she's she's your leader. So we'll be checking back in with you over uh, the next 10 weeks. It's going to be great. I'm so excited about this. Thank you so much for submitting Ashling, and best of I luck.
0: can wait. Cool. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm delighted. Really. Really looking forward to it, and we, we, we'll send you over a little questionnaire later, and then okay. you'll fill in, and then we, we'll do the same thing, and and then for um, our other winner, and then I suppose everybody else who wants to join in Fantastic. can do that for themselves. Fantastic, it okay. exactly, build exactly. us. So okay. when does it? When does it
1: start? Like
0: when,
2: June twentieth we... is the date Sonia has down here, uh, but we've got a down the week, week, the week this the week.
0: week, the week, the week. Yeah, the yeah. week beginning june 20th right 20th. yes okay.
2: so so yeah so we're kind of using this week as a bit of a down week to let everybody kind of get the take their breath and take their pulse and see where they're at in terms of their fitness and then we'll go from there and the beauty of it as sonia said is that we're in this together that there isn't a uh, i'm on my own on this and it's great to hear that you've got the support of your partner on that Ashling, congratulations again we're going to jump off here and ring our other winner
1: Thanks. Oh, thanks a million
2: guys you're making me a bit nervous now
1: but thanks a million no problem brilliant okay yeah. alright okay. cheers bye thanks a lot bye. 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 bye bye
2: the next winner that we get in touch with couldn't get to his phone while we were recording the show so I had to call him afterwards his name is Neil Fusco hello Neil alright hey, can you hear me how you doing? Hey, hey, man! How things? Can you hear me? Okay. Signal here. Good, man. How are you? You can hear the rest of this reveal. More advice from Sonia, and she also tells us what Ronaldo strides are and the session that she has created around them. There's the full episode notes with the fitness assessment for the half marathon challenge. There's also our new feature called the Final Kick a three-minute piece at the end of each episode designed specifically to give you that O'Sullivan final bit of motivation to kick for home in the final kilometre of your run. Trust me, you're going to love it. Pop over to patreon.com forward slash Irishmanabroad and sign up today in just a few clicks.